2: Hey, who are you? You're not Maya.
4: I may not have her booty, but I sure am fruity.
2: (laughs) Ah, I'm so sorry I made you say that. Yeah, it's all right. (laughs) Get Get in here. here. My name is Curly. And I'm Maya. And welcome to the The Super Super Secret Secret Bestie Club
1: podcast. A super secret club where we talk about super secret things.
2: Say super secret one more time. Super secret. Super secret. In each episode, we'll talk about love, friendships, heartbreaks, men, and, of course, our favorite secrets. Mm. Woohoo! Well, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Super Secret Bestie Club. Maya is actually in Europa right now. She decided to just leave L.A. Literally called me and was like, I'm going to Europe and uh, did not invite, by the way. Didn't say, like, would you like to come? Was just like, Uh, toodaloo. I don't know how to say that in French. And and just left. But I invited one of my other closest friends, one of my super angel love, love angel music babies um, in the whole wide world. Um, And a... Not my favorite part about them, but truly part of them. A Capricorn. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't even started and I'm already dragging this person. I've heard this
4: about you, Curly. I heard that you're getting a lot of shit to Capricorns.
2: (laughs) Well, none other than truly a cherub of a human. (laughs) Donatio! Do you go by your last name? Do you say like Donatio? No,
4: no, no. Don't even say it.
2: Wait, Ilazar Ilazar.
4: Nope. Elisa Raraz.
2: Ilazar Ilazar Raras. I thought it Elisa
4: your... Raraz, yeah.
2: I feel like your last name sounds like you're flirting.
4: I mean baby, I'm always flirting. I'm a Capricorn. You are always flirting.
2: Um I saw this on your TikTok. Your best friend was trying to say your last name. Your best friend of like 37 years was like, how do I say... You're also like 25. <laughs> I literally was like, not you aging me. <laughs> okay. I
3: had a we, face um, crack
4: moment.
2: <laughs> Donatío y, y, las tararas, no, y las
4: tar- no, my last name doesn't exist. Don't give people... Because then people are going to start Googling me.
2: You should Google this human. They're absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. And I think your last name honestly sounds like...
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it sounds like you're... Like, in my ear, when you say your last name.
4: I mean, I am in your ear. You're wearing headphones, girl.
2: Well, say it one more time.
4: Elisa Raraz. Si? My name is Tonatiu Elisa You killed my father. Prepare to die.
2: Well, look, America, and everybody listening, wherever you are in the Urrapa world right now, Tonatiu um, or Tona, is a super close friend of mine. We actually, you might recognize them from a wonderful show that we were both on called Vida,
3: mm-hmm. or
2: The Promised Land on ABC. <laughs> Which is a huge fucking deal, by the way. I hope you guys, you might not know this, but to land on a show, ABC and stars, but ABC, like, is like major America. For Dwana's face to be everywhere, it's major. I tell you this all the time, fun I'm like, your face is fucking on ABC. Um, And then they're also on Angeline. Another show on Angeline, only on Peacock. And Angeline, I'm born and raised in Hollywood. And Angeline for us is like the patron saint of Hollywood in the 90s. She literally was on every single billboard. We would wake up, go to school and you would see this woman with her giant boobies on every billboard. Absolutely no uh, story about who she was. She would just show her boobs and she was just part of the culture. Until she was voted out. Until they voted for her to not be on the billboards because she was too graphic. They voted her out? They, I believe that she was on the ballot. I mean, you were on the show. I don't oh, they, I mean, they, she was on the ballot
4: to um, run for governor for the state of California. I mean, she still does it, like, now. She's, like, 60-something and is still doing the same thing.
2: Well, she's bad, because I know that they had stopped for a long time. They had made it so that they she couldn't do that anymore. But I love her. I met her once. I, like, chased her down. I, um, I, have, I chased her down like a weirdo. And when Google her, by the way, Angeline... Um, and she's fascinating. I We almost like ran into her in a parking lot. And as we were about to see her face, she covered her face with her fan. Yeah, It was the most, the gayest moment. I was just so happy to see this. And I was like, oh my God.
4: Like she's like the original drag queen almost. Like she is an icon. She had a bunch of plastic surgery to make herself look like a real life Barbie. And her whole Same. mythology was... Who says that you have to be who you were born into? I get to decide who I am and I'm gonna create who I am. And she was the original influencer. Um, She was advertising herself and just herself uh, all over Los Angeles. I mean, she had I think almost over 100 billboards uh, in 1986.
2: Yes, she's amazing. She's amazing. Where are you from? You're from L.A.
4: Yeah, I was born and raised in Los Angeles. I was actually born in Boyle Heights. Uh, maybe I should not be giving out this information. Are people going to like Gmail hack me? Anyway, my mother's maiden name is and my social security number is.
2: Yeah, what uh, would, <laughs> if let's say they did Gmail hack you. What would they find?
4: Honestly, really boring stuff. I My Gmail isn't particularly interesting. I think like okay. the most interesting is like Speedo sale advertisements i don't know there's a speedo sale right now so
2: boring i wink i wink i wink wink. yeah
4: don't do it don't (laughs)
2: hack because I'm so boring i'm
4: so boring
0: when you buy a new house you might say shut the front door winning no seriously shut the front door we own this house now but you actually need to say like a good neighbor state farm is there that's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
5: State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
6: Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como Enfermedad cardíaca Asma Diabetes Y tienes 19 años o más 52
5: 36
6: 42 Pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 213 2138 o visita prevnar20enespanol.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre prevnar20. Hi,
3: I'm Cindy Crawford and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty.
5: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic Happy International Women's Day.
2: But I did want to talk to you too, because we are both Latino, Latine. How do you identify Latine, Latinx? Sure,
4: Latine, Latinx. What do you like? Either one works. I just don't like Hispanic.
2: I don't like Hispanic either. What do you tell people when they're like, uh, like when you, what's, what's like the first thing that comes out of your mouth when you say how you identify?
4: I probably, I've, I've adapted the Latine culture um, mm-hmm. The newest update on the yeah. diaspora of Latinidad.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: so I'm I'm currently up to date on the latest jargon.
2: I say Latino or I say uh, Latine. I feel like a little more hip. I used to be
4: a twink, but you know those days are over.
2: You're still a twink.
4: Now I'm a Latoise.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can you tell people what a, uh, a twas versus a twink is? So my whole <laughs> thing is
4: there's a twink in the queer world is traditionally just like a really skinny, young, uh, most likely femme gay boy. Um, and then I've invented the past tense of twink, which is a twas. Uh And then there's Wait, also what?
2: Do you? You, you think that you invented that? I'm going to say that
4: I did, in my world. <laughs> Let me live
2: my fantasy. Oh, my God. That is the most Capricorn thing I have ever heard. <laughs> okay, enough. We're
4: going to battle this out. Why do you hate on Capricorns so much? I heard that you're even getting hate mail from this. I am,
2: I am getting hate mail. It's not that I hate on Capricorns. It's just that y'all... But okay, I've always said this. My The woman that I would have married had I been straight, the, my very best friend in my life, the person who if something happened to her, I would absolutely like check on me, tie me up, check on me. She's like the love of my life is a Capricorn. Okay. So when I drag Capricorns, it's with a lot of love. It's mostly like a thing where I'm like, I. so my Capricorn best friend will have to check me and all the things like, yo, stop overthinking, like calm down. And I have to be like, can you have a heart? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be like what you just said, although it's true and factual, Cut too deep, what's too factual, bring it back. Uh
4: Curly, you shit on me so much sometimes when we're hanging out for Capricorn stuff, but it doesn't phase me because obviously I don't have a heart. I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he'll literally, one time I think I tripped or something. It was something kind of embarrassing, and Curly touches my shoulder and he's like, Don't worry, hun. No one saw. And I go, I don't care if they saw. And he goes, Oh my God, you're such a fucking Capricorn.
2: (laughs) That sounds like me. You literally. <laughs> no, because also the other thing too, I'll be like, Thona, you did such an amazing job. Like, I hope you're really proud of yourself. And you're like, well, I like, could have been better. I'm like, oh my God, Thona, like, you're such a Capricorn. Like, give yourself that credit. Like, be kind to yourself. Like, okay. So, yes, I drag you, but I'll also uplift you in different ways too. You do. And uh, I feel like with Capricorns, there's like this. Um, This energy of, like, I invented twas. (laughs) And you're like.
4: (laughs) I invented twas. Stop trying to make fetch happen.
2: Oh, my God. Well, okay, look. So we're talking about, oh, and then twas is a past tense of that. But basically, um, you are Mexican-American.
4: Yeah, Mexican-Nicaraguan-American.
2: Wow. Um, Do you, which one do you, like, identify with more?
4: I mean, Uh, genetically I'm kind of all over the place I did my 23andMe uh, Mm -hmm. because casting was always asking are you authentically this which I'm like okay you never ask a white person if they're authentically white I don't know or like from whatever country but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, I am all over the place in terms of genetics but in terms of culture I'm more Mexican I don't really Mm -hmm. know my Nika side at all
2: yeah, I think um, I love when you get into the culture. By the way, this, Dona, I love Dona. So when I drag Donna or when I talk shit. Like, it's not, I'm not a bully. This is very much. He's a bully, send help. <laughs> this is so admirable. I will say that one time we went to this uh, um, Latino, I think maybe Mexican um, drag bar and we danced together and you oh, dipped yeah. me. I remember when you dipped me and I was like... The moment you uh, fell in love with me? The, the moment I fell in love. The moment I was like, whoa. Because I'm... Look, I'm not heavy, but I'm like a thicker individual. I'm I'm pretty like... People are always like, oh, I'll pick you up. I'm like, you can't pick me up. Like, I'm pretty... I'm thick. And when you dipped me, I was like... Ah! And I'm that was in lady. my twink days.
4: That was when I was a little 150 pounds.
2: I'm a little lady as you're dipping me. Yeah. <sighs> Wait, does your family know about you? Know about me What? Like that you are um, queer.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. I came out uh, like 12 or 13. I was really young. How'd you come out? I don't think I ever was in, to be honest. okay. (laughs) I was really like, I don't know, I was a really femme child. I loved, like I would go to the McDonald's and ask for Barbie dolls instead of the cars for my sister that I did not have at the time. And... Um, played with my little ponies and, uh, grew up in a beauty salon and was just always like chismiando con la gente. Uh Um, I remember distinctly, like when I was like five or six, me and my friend at the time, Marla. Mm -hmm. Marla if you're listening to this send a message I haven't seen you since I was five but um, Mm. she was talking about how like oh when I grow up I'm going to have a husband who blank and then I think I said well when I grow up my husband's going to be like this and she goes you mean wife and I said no (laughs)
2: So, (laughs) Uh
4: so when I came out I don't know like I feel like my mom was just like what do you want a cookie like we already know
2: how'd you tell her
4: um basically uh, my brother like found out that I was gay, and mm-hmm. not me voice cracking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that I was gay. That <laughs> I was gay. Gay, gay, uh, gay, And
4: I, I was so nervous. I got on Mebo at the time, which like AIM chat rooms for anyone who remembers that. And I was texting my best friend. I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? And she's like, you have to tell her before your brother does. And I was like, what? So I called her and she was working. And I was like, hey, mom, um, I just need to tell you something. I'm gay. And she was like, okay, well, I'm working. Uh, Mm -hmm. Congratulations. I'll talk to you later.
2: Oh my God! How did she take it after? Would she come home? Was it weird when she got home? And she's like, "Did you take out the chicken? Did you take out the foil?" And you're like, "I'm gay. I don't do that."
4: Well, my mom was like, "No, no." She was super chill about it. She was just like, "I love you, but I gotta go." You know. And uh, I think the weird part was that I didn't have to come out to anyone else because my mom was basically the family newsletter. So I told her, and then everybody just was <laughs> like, "Oh, he's out now, everybody. You can you can talk wow. about it."
2: So she's all walking down the hallway. She's like, "He's gay." Oh my God um uh, was it weird with anybody in your family were were they like
4: no no I actually was really fortunate like nobody in my family was really particularly weird about it there was one Mm -hmm. aunt who over time became a little bit more religious and um just like some small micro you know aggressions were said but yeah I was like really an adult so at that point I was just like that's dumb like I don't care.
2: I I came out when I was like twelve. <gasps> Look at us. So then, when you came out, when was it like the like as you got older? Did you find okay? So like for me, for example, growing up as a queer Latino person, I found that I not only had to deal with the gender uh, roles of being a man or a boy like in at this time in 20 and not 20 but like you know when i was coming up in the late 90s and the early 2000s but i also had to live up to a lot of like latino expectations of what people are expect what people expect men to be like right so like you know at one point i shaved my head and i was like um wearing like rock and Jean john and then I got the Caesar haircut and I was in fitted ball caps because I was like, well, this is what we look like traditionally. I make sure I was at a barber every two weeks as I was getting my little like 2000s fade. like fade. But like my little like love handle where we get like the thin side prints that would turn into your little like goatee, my little earrings in. Not um, you contouring
4: with a beard. Like he's literally over here contouring down his cheek.
2: How did, how How was it for you, though? I mean, I
4: don't know. I mean, gender for me was such a weird thing because... Um, well, I look like a lesbian prey mantis at the age of 12 and 13. Um, uh-huh. and people were asking me my pronouns before it became a thing. Like people weren't sure. <gasps> sh- they weren't sure if I was a man or a woman. Um, and it didn't help that I was also plucking my eyebrows like Talia. Um, so that Maddie was cool.
2: Maddie. Ow! So did you own it though? Did you like it?
4: Yeah. So at first, like, I didn't, I just was awkward and like weird shaped Mm-hmm. And then I got into high school and there was this, uh, a friend of mine in the, in my theater 101 class, mm-hmm. um, Michael Coera, God bless him. If Michael, if you're listening, I haven't seen you in a long time. Come back into my life. Anyway. Uh, I, I love saw, how you
2: think your whole past is listening. to. <laughs> they're not,
4: they're really not, but that's the Capricorn energy that I bring. You never know. This I- world is small.
2: I die. You're like Mrs. Hopkins from the second grade. If you're listening to this, (laughs) dad, if you're
4: listening to this, call me. I haven't seen you in a long time. I die. Uh, (laughs) Not dad. By the way, I didn't hear you mention your dad at all. So I like scratched the question. I was like, what's that Tierra Marie song? I had no daddy around when I was growing up.
2: That's why I'm wild and I don't give a hug. Wow. Anyway. This is why I love you, by the way. This is our usual conversations.
4: That and like waiters telling us, what a beautiful couple. And then I look at him and I'm like, we're brothers. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Michael was this like senior and he was beautiful and he was six foot one or two and Mm. like was sewing up his own jeans and had like bangs and lip gloss and all this other stuff. Mm. And he was so unapologetically femme that I was like. We can do that. And so mm-hmm. then I started being unapologetically femme. And if anyone, if any of my bullies gave me shit, like I would fight them. I was like, fuck you. And then I switched it up. And then like my energy changed and I went to college and I joined a fraternity. And so I was exploring that side of me. And then I became like a hippie. A and... uh,
2: fraternity? Wait, can we back it up? Like a, a straight fraternity?
4: Like a heterosexual. I was like, maybe there were two or three at the time, queer people in the fraternity. Since college, a couple of them came out, which I was like, y'all. How do
2: you, how do you go into this? I want nothing to do with cis hat men if I find out that there's like the ratio between men is bigger than it is to femmes in the room. How do you go into the lion's den and join a fraternity?
4: Um, I don't know, with your mouth open and your nose closed. I don't know. <laughs> Just
2: kidding. <laughs> Why is your nose? I understand your mouth being open. Why is your nose closed?
4: They're probably not hygienic. I don't know. I never, I realized like in in freshman year that I had no male friends. And so I just decided to join and in it, I found that I'm very much not a part of that culture. Mm -hmm. Um, But I found some really cool people in that experience. And I think that's why certain acting roles, I'm like, oh, I can tap into this because I know exactly what this is oh i was gonna
2: say that you actually you absolutely know how to tap into your masculine role and and act like a straight dude which to me i could never do that like i every time um anyone's like act masculine i'm like i i have the gayest accent like i literally have the i draw my words out too long i have a gay latino la accent
5: no
2: no thank you
4: (laughs) i mean it sounds good to me
2: um what about like your um when did you start dating
4: Oh goodness. We are going there. Um, honestly, I didn't start dating until after college, maybe like 21 or 22. I think I didn't know how to make dating happen. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't feel attractive. I didn't feel, uh, desirable. Uh, yeah. And so I just didn't, and I also didn't know how to flirt with people albeit if you ask curly he'll say that i'm constantly flirting
2: i was gonna see that and now you're like a master flirter like literally okay if you ever have a conversation with donna i have the pleasure of talking to donna what i feel like i know about you now is your, your brain might be going a million miles a million miles an hour just like mine but on the outside you're so like hello how hey. are you yeah and i'm like <clears throat> don't don't talk to me, careful. <laughs> what's going on? Hey, curly, what's good? I'm getting dipped. Oh, I'ma dip like you, curls. Ah, <laughs> hangs up. Hangs up the line. <laughs> we'll be it's right back. Your, <laughs> it's your podcast. It's your podcast now. Um, but like for me, dating was really hard because I had to learn the the ropes of being a queer individual, like. I would get ghosted. I think that now I'm. To me, to be honest, now as an adult, I don't give a fuck if people ghost me. I don't care. I don't, I don't even notice. Like, I'm gonna do mine. I, I, mean, I know. I definitely do notice, but I'm also like, live it up, diva. Like, who cares? It felt like very early on I had to learn the ropes of queerdom or queer the 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 forest of being queer, if you will. <laughs> and you know, I feel like I had to learn very quickly that uh, we are all some of the most traumatized individuals you'll yeah. we'll ever meet. And so it's like, how do we, how am I going to get with another person who has equally as much trauma as I do?
4: No, it's crazy. I, I think, well, I also was like a really hardcore, anxious attacher, Venus and Pisces, romantic person who was trying to find their notebook, aerial, titanic love story. You know what I'm saying? I was putting and investing all of my uh, love, attention, soft innocence into the hands of fuckboys you know people who mm. just wanted to smash and like not get too involved and i think that i was very sweet and sensitive um probably a little too sensitive honestly eventually i just kind of got jaded and then i became that i became a part of the Same. thing you become the thing
2: you become the thing i'm i'm a little bit more i used to be that i used to like write um my best capricorn friend i used to write her letters and be like One day I'm going to get married and I'm going to have a husband and we're going to have a nice house and a little daughter. And I would draw little pictures of what my little daughter would look like. Now I'm like, it's my spirit smoking a cigarette. It's like um, my heart has been pickled in vodka and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about it. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're
4: over here smoking a cigarette. Meanwhile, I have the tracheal thing just like I'm over this shit. (laughs) Fuck
2: I'm (laughs) smoking through the trachea like injection. We have been wounded, essentially, is what this is, is what we're saying. This community is really intense.
4: It's weird because I feel like everybody's thirsty for romance, but also equally calloused. And it's so much easier for them to say something like, hey, you want to smash? Or like send you a dick pic than to just be like, hey, I actually kind of like you and I would love to just watch a movie with you.
2: I find that I usually date men that are also men of color and tend to be a little bit more traditional. So, like, man that I'm with right now is a bit more traditional. I think he really likes that. There's no one out there that can claim that they've engaged with me. And if you do, if you're like, oh, yeah, we did whatever. It's like, were you my boyfriend? Like, were we dating for a while? Like, it, it was my boyfriend. It was a relationship that I was in. Not just like know? a rando? Yeah, not a rando. Or if you're like, well, I, I never met him and We Pud. I was like, was it seven years ago when I still drank and did drugs? Because if you're still talking about That's it. That's a
4: different person.
2: I mean, so a different person, but also thank you for the compliments. (laughs) Leave a Yelp review. (laughs)
4: Um, Well, I'm curious do you and your partner ever talk about your past sexual experiences?
2: One of the big things for me that is very important about every relationship is that I put everything out in the open beforehand so there's no surprises. Like, I don't like surprises, I don't want to feel like I'm living in the closet in any sort of way. I give people the option to leave to walk away if they 're not okay with any of that um i'm very like uh, this individual who's walking into the living room um we hooked up with each other years ago like i don't i don 't ever want anything to catch whoever i 'm with by surprise. I think that it's a for me it's respectful in a way mm-hmm. but it can be hard literally it can be a a friend and he and some not my boyfriend now, but you know people would be like um well y'all fucked and it leaves kind of like that t- that little like um stain in your head and i get it i understand but i'm like it's not even worth it like it was like one time we made out one time you know yeah. or we did one thing it's not even like worth it like that
4: so uh the person that i'm dating uh they invited me to brunch mm-hmm. and i sat down and i met all of their friends and i shook hands with everyone and then the person that i sat down in front of i had already hooked up with mm-hmm. And so I know I wasn't going to front. So I just shook their hand. I was like, "Yo, hey, how are you? It's nice to see you again. And they, without blinking an eye, were just like, yeah, you too. How's life? Are you more busy now? (laughs) The gay sass. And I just, I laughed at the audacity of that being their first, like, comeback. And I was like, definitely am. Not that you'd remember
2: Like, (laughs) emphasis, oh my god, emphasis on the acidity of it. That is crazy. The
4: audacity. The
2: audacity of it.
4: Oh, yeah. So, Noah, it was really cool because, like, did you ever watch Insecure? Mm,
2: Yeah, a few episodes.
4: Okay, well, season five, Molly finally finds a partner and, like, she goes up and she had been hooking up with this dude. Spoilers. She had been hooking up with this dude and they see him. And then the guy was, she just looks at her new boyfriend and was like, oh, this is Drew. We used to have sex, now we don't. And the guy was high and just eating something and goes, Cool. And that was a similar experience. He was like, did you hook up with this person? And I was like, yeah, we did. And this is what happened. And this is the end of it. And then he was like, okay, cool. And I'm like, is this weird? And he goes, no. I mean, you had a life before you met me.
2: Yeah. And that's important to remember, everybody who's listening. Like, people have had lives before they met you. It's bound to happen. Before we move into the Zodiac section of this all, um, how do you feel about queerness now versus what you thought about it as a young Latino queer kid?
4: Oh, that is a good question. (sighs) Honestly, I think being young, I had no idea what it was. And I was imagining life through the lens of straight people, particularly straight women. Mm. So I was expecting to be swept off my feet by some man and falling madly in love and having a house and having kids and all of that good good then in my 20s i was and i hate to say it but i was really disheartened and like disgusted with the community in the sense that like i was like oh god like we are all just re-traumatizing each other and like queer men are just doomed to be single forever
3: because Mm -hmm. we don't know how
4: to be vulnerable with each other we are not having the difficult conversations each other kind of like crap you know and not all Mm. people but i think like in the romantic world and now that i'm a little older i'm like kind of just at peace with um nothing has to look any one way Mm -hmm. and um if you don't like your life it's because you're the one who's kind of creating it that way You know, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like if you want to be a sex positive person and sleep with a bunch of people and like there are many people who live that lifestyle and um, create community within that lifestyle. And they create like, you know, they create a really strong semblance of family within that community. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to have like the more heteronormative style, I think that's also fair and, and like beautiful. And so now I think like there's just a certain liberty where like queerness doesn't have any one way of looking and so i'm currently in the space in my life where i'm thinking what is it that i want to create in the next 10 15 years Mm -hmm. um and i don't know what that looks like to me but it feels like a like a blank canvas um you know or like i painted an old canvas that was covered with paint i painted it white and now i'm going to start again with like new textures and stuff
2: this is why I love you so much. That is so beautiful and so amazing. My answer is very similar. Like, as a young kid, I was like, wow, they're so beautiful. They're like mermaids. Like, they're so beautiful. I need, I just want one gay friend. And now I'm like, oh, there's so many gay people here. I gotta go. <laughs> cigarette, <laughs> cigarette in hand. Pickled heart. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, another gay person. I gotta go. I'll see you later
4: no there's been so many times where i go to an event and i'm like what is this grinder live jesus christ
2: <laughs> and now live the hit show grinder what's the grinder song how did the sound
1: I'm just <laughs>
2: <It's>
1: all, <laughs> 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 drop it down
4: low girl drop it down low girl <laughs>
5: State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
6: Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52,
2: 36,
6: 42, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía nomocósica? Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antinomocósica 20 valente. vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, Llama al 1-855-213-2138 213 2138 o visita prevnar20enespañol.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20.
3: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty.
5: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. Happy International Women's Day!
2: Welcome to this week of our zodiac section with my arch nemesis, my enemy of all time. Uh, slash, we will say my friend and me. We'll just say the sign I love to hate and the sign that I hate to love: a Capricorn.
4: So the first because- question on the docket is why are Capricorns the best?
2: This is what I mean. Just kidding. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my God. The audacity, emphasis on the acidity of it all. Like, I love this for Capricorns when they're on your side. When Capricorn is part of your team and they're just there for you, oh my God, like you want a Capricorn on your side. Like if, if I had a Capricorn mother, if I had like a Capricorn, like, uh, I don't know, I have a best friend who's Capricorn, but like just somebody in my life, yes, you guys go to bat and you will slice for people, which I love, which is really beautiful. Um, but today we're going to talk about dating because I feel like Capricorn's... Um, are emotionally stunted and i want to know what it's like <laughs>
4: <laughs> what the fuck literally how do you expect me to roll up in here and just let you diss me like that and we're emotionally stunted we have feelings we're just to let you run up on it like the fuck? T- yeah tell me tell me about this please what do you mean like it's just it's like it's like we we care we, we actually i think capricorns are not emotionally stunted they're one of the most emotional signs It's just mm. too intense and so we just don't let everybody be able to access those feelings because it's like you don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. What have you done to deserve all of that? Because like once we invest, like with you, you can text me five minutes before you need me on your podcast. And I'm like, yeah, roll up. What's up? You needed me. Which is what, which is what
2: I did, by the way.
4: <clears throat> I didn't want to put you on blast, but like, i just <laughs>
2: um,
4: But you've earned that spot in my life
2: absolutely and you know what, and you know i love you so much and i don't think you're i actually don't think you're emotionally sensitive and i don't think that capricorns are emotionally sensitive. i'm just saying it because i like to no, i no, do I like to i i will say everybody who listens whenever i talk shit about capricorns like i don't walk around being like you're capricorn i can't have like i'm not ever i just like to i feel like capricorns can take a little heat and oh. maybe of all the signs they know how to be playful and play back you know but what i mean i like to tussle yeah absolutely um, but today we're talking about, like, dating. What's dating like for you? You, We were talking about earlier, and you mentioned your signs that you date, that for you... I was like, who's your Capricorn? And you mentioned the sign... Libra. Ugh. Well, Libra and
4: Aries, I don't...
2: That's they're, Maya's sign.
4: They're interesting. Oh, well, I wish Maya was here so I can read her. Um, drag down. Drag her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've... Okay, well, Libras, I just find that I'll, I'll meet a man... And all of a sudden I'm smiling and I'm leaning in and I'm like blushing and I'm like, why am I getting so flirty right now? And then I'll turn to him and I'll say, hey, are you a Libra? And he goes, yeah, how do you know, and I'm like, I need to go because they are wishy washy, don't know what they want and make you think that you they, they promise you the world. And the next thing you know, they out here running these streets
2: wow you know i don't have enough experience with libras i always thought they were just kind of boring and just kind of in, i always thought of libras as like um like background you know i noticed a capricorn i can smell an aries walk through the room i absolutely i'm like i'm like oh that's an aries i know it's like what does spiritual it smell cologne. like i always think they smell like spiritual cologne like they smell like they're just so swaggy and they're fun and there's like this energy about them and i'm like ah, are you an aries and they're like yes i'm like oh god i gotta go i'm the same way too how do you feel about? Um, let's start from top. How do you feel about other Capricorns? I've never dated another
4: Capricorn. Um,
2: That's it. We can move on. What about Aquarius? Perfect.
4: Uh, no, I can't date an Aquarius. Why? Uh, it's too much. It's too it's much, much too energy. Much. It's just a lot. It's like it's like they live in their own planet, and I don't know how to handle that because I'm like we're on Earth uh-huh. today, and uh-huh. I don't I don't know where you're off to in your spaceship, but. Uh-huh. I live here.
2: So you're mad at Aquarius as well? You Not know, mad. I'm just list. like, I don't think
4: I can... I, I love being their friend. Well, you sound a little mad. Oh, that's just my tone because I'm a Capricorn.
2: <laughs> um, my nervous laugh. <laughs> uh, what about um, Pisces?
4: I love a Pisces. Oh, they're so sweet and soft. I think they're super cute.
2: hmm hmm Capricorn,
4: Aquarius, Pisces, Aries.
2: I do too, actually. I love a good Pisces. They're a little too soft for me sometimes, but... I like, I like when they get a little, it's really hard for them to get upset, I think. And then when they finally get upset, it's like, they turn, they go from like Jean Grey to like the Phoenix. And I'm like, Oh, I love to see a Pisces destruction. It's just, it's, it's the most interesting thing to watch. You're like the whole town, the whole, you're burning the whole town down. Okay.
4: So you enjoy upsetting Pisces?
2: Oh, I'm not upsetting them. I'm literally just the bystander. I'm like, everybody get your popcorn ready. This is going to be like, okay, a Virgo, when they fight, will slice you. We, we have like surgical knives and we and we slice we slice you. Capricorns will slice you with like a butter knife. It's a little too blunt, and, but they'll still draw blood. Pisces will burn the whole city down. And then spit in your eye. Okay, who's after? Uh, Aries. We did Aries already. They're, they smell like spiritual cologne. Yeah, Um, I just
4: I'm dating an Aries now and uh, they say that Capricorn and Aries are like diametrically opposed because it's a lot of cardinal energy. And I honestly do believe it sometimes because there are some moments where I'm like his tone is sharp and I have to literally walk myself off the ledge because this he's not this is not a front he is not trying to attack you it is just a sharp tone and we can handle that but half of me is just like oh i'm gonna take this earring off because i'm from the hood girl i don't know who you're talking to with that tone
2: wow that's right you said you were from the hood earlier (laughs) Earlier. what about taurus
4: i love a taurus why i love a taurus they're so cuddly sensual fun uh i think two earth signs are just nice
2: what about gemini's
4: I, people, people give crap to Geminis all the time, but I think they're fun. They're wild and chaotic and I kind of like it.
2: What about Leos?
4: I don't know. (gasps) I have have. a lot of Leos in my family. My mom, I have like 10 members of my family who are Leos.
2: So I think that just, I'm like, ah, too, too, too familiar. Oh my God. I love Leos. My, both of my abuelas are one of, I'm going to say they are both Leos because they're both alive um, in my heart um and they are amazing i think i'm only interesting because my fire sign abuelas and the Aries in my life made me interesting that's fair i mean Mm. i've only
4: dated one leo man and he treated me better than almost anyone i've ever dated it was like really sweet and but big extravagant like we would go out to really expensive dinners and stuff
2: what about cancers
4: i love cancers I'm a cancer rising, so I I really do like them. They're very sunsy and sweet. Uh, But don't, I don't, I've never seen a cancer, I've never dated a cancer who's gotten mad. And I hear that, like, a mad cancer or, like, an upset cancer is really, like, spooky.
2: Oh, it's not that scary. I've literally, I have so many cancers in my life. (laughs) I always laugh when they get mad because they're just like... "Mm -hmm." They're just so mad and they, they're little crabs. They go like... "Mm -hmm." And then they just go in their little shells and I'm like, oh, that was so cute. cute. I will say they don't know how to fight. They always like punch below the belt. Like you'll be like, um, oh, I'm not really um, feeling uh, going to the movies. Yeah, today. that's why your dad like, left you. Exactly. Okay. What about... um?
4: Wait, we did Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, yeah. Cancer, Leo, Virgo. You.
2: Wait,
4: pass anyway
2: wow i just kidding <laughs> it's fine I, I always say whenever people drag virgos it's okay because you have to punch up it's like you have to punch up oh my god the hierarchy of things it just it doesn't hurt us as much because i have
4: yet to date a virgo um i have a lot of virgo friends
2: we will tr- we will leave you traumatized don't do it baby Literally. i will traumatize back No, Virgos will, like, make you insecure about, like, your nail beds and be like, oh, so I see you don't, so you don't cut your cuticles. Uh Uh-huh. And then you'll even be like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize I have to trim my cuticles. And then for the rest of your life, you'll never look at your cuticles the same way.
4: Not me checking my cuticles. I've got beautiful nail
2: beds. (laughs) Exactly. Don't date us. It's just to be honest, if you like your heart, if you like who you are as a person. Don't date a Virgo. Don't date a Virgo because you'll just leave being like, am I?
4: Wait, what's your partner's sign? He's a Taurus. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Can he take your, can he take the little?
2: Oh, the man is perfect. The man is beautiful. I have nothing. Literally, I could say one thing and he's like, whatever. I'm amazing. You're like, you are amazing but ron if you date a virgo for your own spiritual sake run um what about sagittarius oh well you jumped
4: half the you jumped a quarter of the the zodiac
2: we talked about libra and then oh scorpio i guess we remember Senor,
4: so, yeah, i love a scorpio Scorpios is making me laugh i think they're hilarious and they're a little like dirty
2: does it make sense that a lot of my placements are in scorpio
4: oh it sure does
2: what about capricorn i mean what about sagittarius
4: I don't think I've ever dated a Sagittarius, but I do like their energy, but I don't think I can take it forever because um, I have a lot of Sagittarius friends and like they like to go, 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 go. And I like that sometimes, but I also need like someone to just chill with and cuddle. I will say as my Virgo lover, mm-hmm. uh, I think that you are a light and you're sweet and uh any room that you walk into is a gift to be a part of.
2: Oh, I love you so much. I love you. It's, it's true. I am really nice in person. And I'm humble. Happy. And humble. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for that one. I am. I, yeah. So are you. I don't know. What to say. I don't know how to take a compliment. <laughs> I'm just De- kidding. Delete the whole show. <laughs> delete, delete. Delete. Control. Alt Delete. all right you guys well thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the super secret bestie club i'm so thankful for you tona for joining us today Uh, um tona where can people find you on the internet
4: hey so you can find me on uh, all social media under the name i am donatiu t-o-n-a-t-i-u-h
2: And then feel free to slip into Dona's DMs. Um, maybe not because you're dating somebody, but leave a thirst trap comment. Leave a thirst trap um, comment.
4: I mean, listen, I'm here for the attention. Me and my partner will look at it together.
2: Well, you can find me across all social media platforms at The Curly V Show, V as in Velasquez. Please feel free to hit Maya and myself up. Shoot us a DM about topics that you would like to hear in the future. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure that you check out our other episodes. Sending you all so, so, so much love. I hope that you enjoyed this messy episode with my beautiful friend, Dona. You. you good? No last name. <clears> Tona. <throat> uh, uh-huh. That's so ugly. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> he was drowning in his own water.
1: Good night, everybody. Make sure to hit that subscribe button to hear more episodes every single week. The Super Secret Bestie Club Podcast is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's Michael Cultura Podcast Network.
2: For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
6: Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, Diabetes. Y tienes 19 años o más. 52. 36. 42. Pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al one 855 o visita prevnar 20 enespanolcom Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre PREVNAR 20. When something happens to
0: your car, you might say. But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
5: State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
1: Welcome. Um.